the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show here on News Talk 710-KNUS. Thanks so much for joining us, being a part of the program as we have a round robin this morning with school board candidates for a few different school districts coming up later on in the program. At the top of the 8 o'clock hour, we will be talking about Israel, Hamas, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and more with Keith Nobles, longtime military intelligence contractor who always has phenomenal insights on foreign affairs and more. How in the world could this intelligence issue have come up where Israel was not prepared for the attack? That is one question that we will talk about with Keith Nobles here on the program, top of the 8 o'clock hour, and we'll get your thoughts as well on the program after that point when we return to those key issues of the day. But here locally, we have a crucial time for our communities as there are school board races going on all across the state in what I'm calling the year of the school boards. Because the attention that is being placed and the quality of the candidates, too, has just been very encouraging and is so darn crucial. In the last hour, we spoke with two conservative candidates running for the school board in Jefferson County Schools, Amara Hildebrand and Thomas Wiki. Well, in Douglas County, there is a slate called Best DCSD, which has three candidates, including Andy Jones, who we will be joined by here in the next couple of weeks, as well as Jason Page and Maria Sumnicht. And we have Jason Page joining us on the program. Might be joined by Maria as well coming up. But Jason, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Morning, Jimmy. Happy to be here. Good to have you here. I appreciate you taking some time today. Uh, And you are, just to be clear as well, you are on the school board right now filling in the slot for uh, that had been left by a former school board member who resigned over early in the summer. That would be Elizabeth Hansen. You're filling out the rest of that term, and you are up for election now. So my first question to you is, who is Jason Page, and why are you running for the school board in Douglas County? Oh, thanks, Jimmy. Um, yeah, so my name is Jason Page, and yeah, I guess I'm a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Um, really, I'm well, first and foremost, I'm a dad in the district. Um, my daughter's in sixth grade, and, you know, I have seven more years of, you know, her going through the public school system um, and want to ensure that she gets the best education possible, uh, not filtered through, ide- you know, these crazy ideological lenses that have been um, drifting through our schools for the last several years, if not decades, um, but really ensuring not only her, but all of our all of our kids and all of the kids in the county um, you know, get what we pay for as taxpayers, which is 
um, a quality education that allows them to become informed, good citizens, um, you know, and hopefully, you know, new members of, of the county uh, and continue on um, that legacy of having great schools and a great community. One of the things that is encouraging to me about Douglas County Schools, when you look at the testing and the rankings there, Doug Coe is, I believe, the seventh in the state and first in the metro area when it comes to achievement. Uh, that, to me, is something encouraging, especially when you see a number of other school districts in the metro area that are just woefully behind in that regard. Yeah, I cannot agree with you more. So I uh, one of the bellwether markers um, of success early on is uh, third grade um, you know, reading competency. And while obviously we always shoot for 100% at or above reading level, uh, we are at 87%, which is um, certainly tops in the front range. And then in terms of um, iReady scores um, and CMAS scores, I believe that every test, every grade level, we score the highest um, of any of the front range districts. And in that regard, when you're looking at the achievements and maintaining those achievements, what do you think are the keys? What would you like to maintain as far as the direction of the district if you are elected to a full term on the Doug Coe School Board, Jason Page? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the keys are, you know, one, you know, empowering our teachers to teach the subjects that they're experts in um, and not some of the extracurricular things that, um, and sometimes that are forced down um, on us by um, CDE. So we have to, you know, maneuver those um, through those things as best we can. Um, but really looking at curriculum, uh, the fact that we use the science of reading, um, you know, getting a universal instruction plan going. And then from that universal plan where we have a great, baseline um, that we know everyone's moving in the same direction, then we can then go in with um, individual learning plans and um, working with our special needs students to then target those who are maybe, um, you know, need, um, you know, a specialized um, type of learning that may not fit with the universal to really target those students so that we're bringing everybody up, um, moving everyone everyone forward. And uh, we also just launched a, um, a curriculum um, advisory um, board um, that will be comprised of both teachers and administrators and parents um, to review, you know, all of our major uh, curriculum purchases to ensure that, you know, they meet the needs of our students uh, and that are teaching things like facts. <laughs> Jason Page joining us. He's candidate for Douglas County Schools Board of Education on the best DCSD slate. Uh, let's talk about something that you need to have in order to maintain uh, quality education in the classroom, which is school safety and security. If you don't have that, I think it was John Castillo who said at a school safety summit a few weeks back, of course, the father of the late Kendrick Castillo sacrificed himself to save his fellow students in the STEM school shooting in Douglas County in 2019. Uh, and he said something to the effect of if your ki kids are not coming home from school, what good is the rest of it? What good is that education uh, the, and the quality of the education there? You need to have safe schools first. Uh, what are your thoughts on maintaining that, Jason? Yeah, I've met John a few times and um, just want to say, you know, personally that, I mean, Kendrick was a hero um, and what he did was, um, you know, 
was was just truly truly amazing um it's it's not in i mean the solution can be quote unquote easy but at the same time um you know it's it brings complexities to you know how do we do it so first and foremost you know um Andy Marie and I are um want to ensure that at least we have you know an arm response in every school in Douglas County um and we have great partners. Um, we have a, a security team that's led by, you know, one of the best in the industry. And we do have a great, great partnership with all of our um, law enforcement agencies that fall within the district, which is um, honestly pretty unique um, that we just have a great partnership. So um, that is a first step. Um, and then even down to looking at, you know, cybersecurity and, and online bullying and, and, and really think, taking a holistic approach to, you know, mental health and all the different aspects that can lead to some of these tragedies that have happened um, to really pick off um, those things systematically and really build um, a place where students feel safe and secure and cared for. Um, but first things first, we want to make sure that we have um, an armed response by a highly trained integrated security team at each and every school. Yeah, to me, that's critical. Like, that's the basic step as well as putting in technology Absolutely. into other schools. Uh, and it, it's all fundamental because of the reason that we were talking about, which is you need to provide a safe learning environment in order for kids to learn. If you don't have a safe environment, that learning is going to be far more difficult to achieve. Uh, one of these things when it comes into uh, the the success of students is being able to be effective for their individual potential to set them up for success. Nowadays, we're not just talking, Jason Page, about the ability for a kid to go to college and get a college degree. We are now finally talking a lot more about vocational schools, other options in that regard, those regards for a student to graduate and then go on to a future that is custom to their needs, their strengths, those aspects of make, what make them who they are as individuals. And that doesn't mean the college path is right for everybody. So how can you accomplish that mission of achieving not just student achievement, but the ability for kids to set up themselves for a successful and prosperous long-term future? No, absolutely. Um, we certainly want to promote those um, alternative pathways. Um, and we had two exciting um, openings this year um, really to um, help launch us squarely into that realm, which is opening up both Legacy Campus and and Vail, which is the um, the Valor, we get the Valor Academy of Leadership and Entrepreneurship. So um, both of these, in both these cases, Legacy Campus being uh, the former wildlife experience um, in Lone Tree, 175,000 square foot campus, uh, providing advanced career and technical education and concurrent enrollment pathways for students. If people don't understand what a concurrent enrollment is, that means that they're literally going to high school and getting college credit at the same time. So we have students not only graduating with um, a high school diploma, but with an associate's degree in cybersecurity or um EMT uh, or um, aviation credits, you know, so yes, some of those pathways lead to a college degree, but in terms of building controls technology and culinary and hospitality, um, they are actually getting industry certification. So some of these students can literally walk into a job. I talked to a student 
who was in the advanced robotics and using and literally learning how to use lasers, he had a job offer that the literally the business kept offering him more and more money not to go to college but to work for them. And so he decided to he basically bargained with the company to say, Hey, let me go to college part time, I'll work for you part time, you know, work for you full time while I go to school at night even. And this student is eighteen years old and is gonna walk into a job starting at eighty five thousand dollars. I mean, those are the kind of you know, pathways that we want our students to be able to grab onto and, and run. We've saved over four and a half million dollars uh, last year in savings for families um, just based on these CTE programs and with, between college tuition and students running, going right into the workforce and not incurring debt. Um, so this is, this is a, a win-win for both not only the students and the parents, but the community. We get students that are ready to make an impact immediately after high school. A few minutes left with our guest, Jason Page, who's running for the Douglas County School Board. He's on that board, uh, filling out a seat vacated by a former school board member and looking now to serve a full term. And one of the things I want to talk about for a moment with you, Jason, because you're part of a slate, best DCSD with Andy Jones and Maria Sumnick, is the direction that Douglas County has gone has been very encouraging in a number of ways. Of course, we have seen and just talked about the academic achievements being seventh in the state, number one in the entire Denver metro area in Dugco, and beating now pre-pandemic levels on the CMAS testing as one measure of academic achievement. But what we've also seen in the school board is a policy direction on things like revamping their equity policy in a way that really drills home the district's objectives of student academic growth and achievement and developing critical thinking and problem solving that's essential for post-secondary success. Just as one example and other policies, there is a conservative majority of four board members, conservative-leaning majority in Dugco, and if you can maintain that continuity and expand it and continue these achievements in the positive direction, to me, that's essential. What say you, Jason Page? Absolutely agreed. I mean, the the idea that we're trying to, you know, keep politics out of the schools, it's not, you know, you, you know, you can lean left or right, but the idea being is that we want to be, um, you know, a student-centered decision-making board that empowers teachers and parents and leaders at our local level and be a balanced principle-based leadership to where the proof is in the pudding. So the, we want our students to be the best and we want them to have the best. And so to drive, to drive that, um, I think it, those timeless principles, you know, that I, I feel do live in the conservative camp, um, you know, tends to make that happen. So we're, we're removing barriers uh, for students to all students to achieve. Let's 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 be clear here. Um, you know, we're ensuring access to all students for these pathways. We want to provide sufficient support and resources to enable every student to reach their individual potential. This isn't about um, creating, you know, small groups and, and enabling people. This is encompassing all of our kids um, and if we continue to march down the path of student success and them becoming great adults, that's what we want. So if the data shows that what we're doing is positive and we continue moving in that direction, there's really no even worry about, you know, what 
dealing with politics. Like the kids are doing great. The, the community is thriving. This is what we want. And I think that's something that everyone can agree on. So I recently moved into Douglas County. My sister and her husband live in Douglas County and own a home. Um, I, I'm now invested in the future here of Douglas County and the success of those schools. And so looking at what's happening right now in school boards and in school districts uh, across the state and the country it is refreshing to see the kind of focus that you're talking about, Jason Page. So as we wrap up here, just a couple more questions. Um, a final word and pitch for our audience, please, for yourself, maybe for your colleagues. But in particular, why get into education? What is driving you to be on a school board like this in Dugco? Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Um, you know, Andy and Maria and myself um, – We've been proven leaders in both in our career fields. Andy, 30-year Navy veteran, um, you know, has been on the Highlands Ranch Metro board. He's on several nonprofit boards. Um, you know, he's been a leader probably since he was in diapers. <laughs> uh, and Maria, her story is amazing. She's a legal immigrant, came with her parents from Colombia, um, you know, with, you know, fascist regimes that, that, that had led that country. And now she's the CEO of a cybersecurity company, is just worked for NASA. So, you know, I feel like I'm the third wheel here of the, these these amazingly uh, talented individuals. But um, I was a former musician, and now I'm a um, work in IT. Um, and we and I've been on a school board for a local charter school here in the district. I've been on the long range planning committee. Now I'm on the board. Um, you know, so we're just really here to step in on day one, use the tools that we've been you know given by God to to continue to lead, continue to partner with the the kids first. Uh, slate to, you know, be the fiscally responsible voice through transparency and planning, you know, with the money that we get for the district, you know, promote Douglas County as a premier school district for students and educators in the community, continue that academic excellence by assessing curriculum, improve core knowledge and skills, encourage a culture of volunteerism mm. and parent involvement for sure. Um, we want to make sure that the parents continue to stay involved and then just champion our mission to provide an educational foundation that allows each student to reach sure. their individual potential. You buried the lead there. You're a former musician. I'm a musician. What do you what do you play? <laughs> what what did you do? Yeah, I was a I was a professional trombone player for, for many years. I I in fact I dated and uh and eventually got married and my wife and I spent our first year living on a cruise ship. Amazing. Um, and now I, I now I play bass guitar for uh for our um, our church that we attend um, on a rotation about once a month, I still get to play. And my daughter keeps yelling at me. She's like, "I want to see you play trombone, Dad." It's been a it's been a few years, but that was yeah. My former my first career was uh, was slinging the sack, but oh. um, with with big bands and stuff like that. So I um, I had a good time. <laughs> well, I'm a blues harmonica player, so I appreciate. I know that you are. Sure. I know you are. <laughs> there you go, uh, Jason. Where can folks go to learn more about you and your campaign and, and the slate altogether? Absolutely. Real easy. It's bestdcsd.com. You can find all about ways you can volunteer. If you'd like to get a car painted, donate to us if, if you if you wish, but really learn more about us and um, how we just want to continue to make Douglas County not only the best school district, but the, continue to be the best community here in Colorado. All right, Jason Page, good luck to you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program today. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me.
Once again, Jason Page running for the Douglas County School Board, joining us here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk with Scott Graves and Steve McKenna, who are both running for the school board in Cherry Creek Schools, and wrap up today's round-robin conversations with candidates for school boards in Colorado. Keep it right here. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. The home of, I hope, an honest man. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710, KNUS. Matt Anderson bringing us back as we continue grooving along on News Talk 710, KNUS, with a round-robin set of conversation with the candidates for school boards in the Denver metro area. We talked earlier in... Jefferson County with Amara Hildebrand and Thomas Wickey. Then in the last segment, Jason Page of Douglas County Schools. He's on the board and he's running for a full term alongside Andy Jones and Maria Sumnicht on a slate called Best DCSD. And then there is my alma mater, which is the Cherry Creek School District, I am a graduate of Grandview High School and have watched the precipitous decline in the quality of education in Cherry Creek schools. Once noted to be dedicated to excellence, we now see a district that I say, and have for a couple years now said, is dedicated to excuses. It is thriving on an antiquated reputation and there's no mincing words about it. And it's a darn shame. But there's a chance to right the ship here. And there are two candidates running for election that you should know about in the Cherry Creek School District. Scott Graves and Steve McKenna. Both of them join me now here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. It's good to have you. Morning, Jimmy. Thank you, Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, Scott, I want to go to you first. You and I go back uh, away several years now, and I'm glad to see you're running for Cherry Creek. Uh, talk to me a little bit about who you are and why you were running for the school board in Cherry Creek Schools. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm a former public school teacher myself. I taught band for six years and uh Really enjoyed it. I have my master's degree in education and my uh, bachelor's in music from the University of Denver. And, uh, you know, I, I taught for the six years. Um, unfortunately, I was laid off after uh, um, after the financial crisis, uh, but uh, changed careers and started my own business. I've been I'm running my own business now uh, as a financial advisor for the last 12 years. And when we moved back from Texas to Colorado, uh, when I was ready to, you know, when I was switching careers, um, we knew we either wanted to live in Littleton Public Schools, which is where my wife and I graduated from Arapahoe High School, or in Cherry Creek because of that uh, reputation that you were just talking about, you know, the reputation of of just an excellent education, excellent teachers. Um, and uh, But over time, over the, la- over the last 12 years, we have seen uh, that things just were not what we expected them to be. You know, there were... The education was not what we expected. There were things being taught that had nothing to do with the subject that uh, mattered, that, you know, involved. And and so as I started to look into it, um, I recognized, you know, that the academics were, you know, 
50%, less than 50% of our kids are at grade level in English, less than 40% are at grade level in math, and uh, yet we're graduating over 90% of them. And so as, as a former school teacher, I look at that and I say, there's something, something's not right. Um, and as I continued to dig in, I just realized that there were, I felt like there were some things that I could, with my knowledge, my experience, my education, you know, I could make a difference for the kids. And Steve McKenna, running for Cherry Creek Schools Board of Education, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you were running for the school board. Glad to, Jimmy. Good morning. Um, I'm running because I, two of my three kids went to Cherry Creek High School um, in the district uh, years ago, but six years ago, actually. But I'm running for the same reason. I noticed a decline in test scores and focus at the schools. And, you know, the school's focus, as my wife and I learned last year, last summer, was they're getting rid of the award of valedictorian um, because, as they said in a memo to parents and students, it inflicts harm, in their opinion. And I just think that's the wrong direction. Um, I'm, I'm a proud graduate of public schools in Michigan. Both my grandmothers were public school teachers, um, went to Georgia Tech, um, got an engineering degree before joining the Navy and going to, you know, officer candidate in flight school. And after the Navy, went to law school. So I, I, school is incredibly important. It's a pathway to success. And I wouldn't have gotten where I am without great schools and great teachers. And I want to make sure that, you know, all the kids in the district have that opportunity today. Yeah, I, I think that's well put. And uh, Scott Graves, I graduated from Grandview High School 2008. Uh, my story resonates with yours because in 2001, when we moved in January midway through my fifth grade year, my parents chose Cherry Creek Schools specifically because of that reputation. And at the time, that reputation was well earned. And I would say I had a an excellent education, but we're not seeing that. I got a text from a listener on our 710 KNUS app saying, my kids attend Cherry Creek schools and the district has truly joined the race to the bottom. Where do we see this particularly in academic achievement or lack thereof in Cherry Creek now, Scott? And what is your perspective, especially as a parent of kids in the district of what's happening? Well, it's been frustrating. It's been disappointing, you know, to 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 have a reputation for a school district and then to move in and yeah, because yeah, when I graduated in 1995, you know, it was Cherry Creek was this this district of excellence, you know, in, in academics. And everybody kind of recognized that. Um, but it's been it's been frustrating to to you know to have to be expecting one thing and to find something else, you know, and to to see that. Uh, that English language arts and math, it's just, you know, these are the basic skills that the state, through the state standards, expects from our districts, expects from our schools. Um, you know, these are, the state standards are, you know, that's that's what districts are required to teach. And so, so as a parent, it's been, it's been disappointing, you know, and it's not, it's, I certainly don't blame it on the teachers. You know, this is, the, we have wonderful teachers in Cherry Creek schools. Um, who work hard, many of whom are passionate about their subjects. They want to inspire kids. But the district is asking them to focus on things that have nothing to do with their subjects and that have nothing to do with, uh, you know, with, with, um, with the, those state standards, but rather have to do with, you know, social engineering and, and, uh, and social issues that, and, and, uh, you know, that, that really distract and draw the teachers away from teaching those basics. 
And when we look at the numbers, Steve McKenna, what are we seeing in Cherry Creek that actually demonstrates there's a, a decline, particularly given the kinds of issues that Scott was talking about? Well, the numbers that we, we look at are the, the CMAT scores, um, the Colorado Measures of Academic um, Success. And, you know, those are tests that everybody takes every year. And what we see is district-wide, um, numbers have been, as Scott said, below 50% in English and below um, near or below 40% in math of children meeting or exceeding expectations on those tests. Now, Scott and I have been clear that we're not, you know, teach-to-the-test focused. We're not thinking children are only about test scores, but this is how we measure what the schools are, you know, what we hire and elect people in, in school management and leadership to do. And they've been flat since 2015 um, at unacceptable levels. So when we look at those, we, we say, what, you know, are, are we, and they're not even working on fixing this is what I'm trying to say there inarticulately. But um, the focus of the school, is, as Scott said, is on a lot of, you know, these social engineering issues, mm. which when, you know, when you're not blocking and tackling, you can't be working on trick plays. I mean, it's, we're not doing the basics, and we need to get oh. back to that. Oh, and you're talking about this social engineering idea. I mean, there is no school district uh, except maybe Denver that has more really tried to go in this direction of what we contemporaneously call woke these days than Cherry Creek schools. Uh, it is astonishing some of what's going on. And one big piece of that, Steve McKenna, uh, is the lack of involvement of parents, that Cherry Creek schools even shuts out parents from this parent-student relationship that's so crucial. That's true. They do. They do. And I want to be clear that, you know, our schools do a lot of things very well, and many of our students, you know, go on to great things, you know, yourself included, Jimmy. Um, but this, what we're focusing on is, you know, the many, many, many of our 53,000 students that are being left behind. And one way they're being left behind is by as you said, leaving parents out of the out of the conversation, you know we've got this transitioning issue now, which is important and needs our attention. But Cherry Creek schools have made a conscious decision that if a child is going through this, you know, kind of traumatic um, mental experience, they are not telling the parent, which is wrong. I mean, a parent is a child's most loving advocate. And when they're going through something like that, for a school district to step in and say, you know, we'll take care of this, we won't tell the parent, that's just, you know, that's wrong in, in our opinion. We want to be transparent as board members, let everybody in the community know what the schools are doing, and let's have a discussion about it. I mean... Mm -hmm. That's what they're not doing. Uh, uh, Scott Graves, again, we're talking with Scott Graves and Steve McKenna, both candidates for the Cherry Creek Schools Board of Education. Uh, talk a little bit from your perspective about involving parents, especially as a parent yourself. Sure. Well, uh, just to speak to it from a teacher standpoint first, you know, I could tell when I was teaching which students were going to be were going to be the most successful. Um, it was the students whose parents showed up at back to seat, back to school night, uh, who showed up to parent teacher conferences, who responded to my request for information, um, met with me when a child was really struggling. You know, the, there were some students who could pull it off without having their parents involved, but they were definitely the exception. When a parent is involved, you know, you've got 
you have backup as a teacher for the discipline, you know, measures that you're putting into place in class. Um, you've got parents who can help with homework or practicing in my case. And so, so having those parents involved is just absolutely crucial and, and being in, in solid partnership with teachers is crucial to, to a child's success in school. As a parent, you know, it was, we worked very, very hard to make sure that our kids um, that our kids were learning, that our kids were working hard, that they were doing what their teachers asked them to do in class, you know, and, and uh, because I had a former teacher, I, I had this experience as a teacher, we were able to navigate a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the system and the bureaucracy that, that goes on in the school district. Um, but a lot of parents don't have that knowledge. They don't have that understanding. And so one of the you know, things that I'd like to change is just to simplify things for parents, make it as easy as possible for them to be to participate. I mean, it's it's challenging to be a parent these days. You know, we've, we're running kids all over the place. Um, we're trying to keep track of everything that go, that's going on. We're protecting them from so, from from social media. Um, and uh, and it's, sometimes it can be really challenging. I mean, one of the things that the school district is doing right now is we're the only metro district that refuses to live stream school board meetings. And, uh, you know, they, they say, hey, come out to the meetings, come out to the meetings. But, you know, we've got parents who work two jobs, parents who have small children to put to bed at night. They can't just leave the house to come to a meeting that could last three to four hours in the evening. It's astonishing to me that Cherry Creek is so opposed to transparency that they don't really or they don't live stream their meetings and then they make it hard to access the recordings, don't have videos. All they have is audio recordings. It really is astonishing, especially for a district that has this phony reputation of being dedicated to excellence, even though it is an antiquated one. I want to talk about one more issue. We have really seen a lot of focus on school safety. We were just talking about it with Jason Page running for the Douglas County School Board. We've seen it flare up in Denver schools and all over the place. When it comes to student safety in an academic environment that is secure, uh, Scott Graves, how important is that? What would you like to see done in Cherry Creek that isn't being done right now? Oh, it's intensely important. I mean, a child can't learn if they don't feel safe, you know. And so, I mean, you've you you have uh, really been championing this, Jimmy, and and have just uh, you know hit hit this again and again and again for the Cherry Creek School District. Between you know, we had several sexual assaults last year. Um, one poor young lady who was uh, sexually assaulted at Grandview, um, who her the, her parents were not told. She thought that her until a month later when that they found out. The district did nothing about it. She was forced to stay in the same classroom as her assaulter for six months until finally two to three hundred students walked out in support of her. That's when the district finally took action. And that's just unacceptable. You know, she doesn't she didn't feel safe in that classroom. There's no way she was going to be able to learn. And so we want to make we want to do a couple things. First and foremost, we want to make sure that we have appropriate coverage for school resource officers in our schools. We only have 25. We have 25 very hardworking and dedicated school resource officers right now for 67 schools, and that's just not enough. We can do more. You know, we can work with we can work in partnership with our local law enforcement agencies to make sure that we have appropriate coverage. You know, there's no reason to wait until we have another Sandy Hook before we actually do something about it, or in East High School, where we put SROs into our schools after D, you know, DPS took theirs out, and look what happened at, at East High. So we want to make sure we have appropriate school resource officer coverage uh, for all of our 
uh, Cherry Creek schools, make sure that our kids are physically safe. And then we want to make sure that they're emotionally safe, too. You know, kids, kids come into the classroom with the things that they've been taught at home. They have their, the, the, the values that they believe in, you know, that their parents have tried to teach them. Things like hard work, things like, you know, being kind to others and things like sure. seeing people as individuals instead of in groups. Yeah. So we want to make sure that there's never any type of a policy that teachers or administrators are being forced to, yeah. to, uh, yeah, to well, question or to well push said. against those values. Yeah, we're, we're running low on time here. Uh, Scott Graves joining us as well as Steve McKenna. Real quick, Steve, if you want to chime in on school safety, go ahead. Um. I agree with Scott that it's very important. I agree that you know we need to expand our student resource officer coverage. Um, I'd like to invite listeners to, that want to learn more about our platform to go to our website at expiring, inspiringexcellencecsd.com um, or just give us a call, shoot us an email. We'd be happy to talk with you. We are open-minded and happy to listen. Yeah, I am looking at this and, and the situation in Cherry Creek schools, and all I can think about is the need to right the ship on a district that has gone off the rails. Uh, Scott Graves, a real quick final word from you as well. Well, I'll tell you, Jimmy, as you know, with as a former teacher, you know, I recognize what teachers go through and the right. things that they do. You know, I'm, I've been in the trenches. I I know what that's like. Teachers just want to teach. They just want to be there for kids. They want to help kids out. Um, there's there's a very very loud minority that is trying to you know to change use schools to change our our, our social structure. And what we really want to do is just we want kids to get an education. We've got a, a complicated right. economy with it that and kids need those basic skills in order to be to be agile and to to do to be able to be successful in their yeah. future life, no matter what that might be. InspiringExcellenceCCSD.com, their website. Scott Graves and Steve McKenna joining us on the program. Best of luck in your race for the Cherry Creek School Board, gentlemen. Thanks for stepping up. Thank you, Jimmy. Have right, a great day. We're going to take a break. Buddy, we'll be back on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. This is what we call one of them super short segments. Wrapping up the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, we're going to shift gears back to Israel and what's happening in Gaza as we're joined by longtime military intelligence contractor Keith Nobles, as well as you with your calls at 303-696-1971. One of the things we will talk about with Keith is something that we talked about on this program last Saturday. He brought up and predicted online and then it came to pass as the crown prince of Saudi Arabia has announced, in essence, that they are putting on hold their peace talks with Israel, putting it on ice. Last Saturday, we talked on this program about how it was no coincidence in the timing of this attack. We know it's been planned for two years. But one of the big pieces that was not a coincidence was it came a day after Saudi Arabia said that they were working with the United States and Israel on a possible agreement, particularly that would be the result of a U.S.-Saudi Arabian compact on defense, defense compact. And now, not so much. What's going on there? We will talk about it. With Keith Nobles, it is a fascinating piece to this story that you might not be hearing anywhere else. Keep it right here. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. One more hour up ahead on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS with the time flying by. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.